0: It's okay. I know life is like a serious roller coaster. All the changes we face, it's just like that sudden drop from the top of the hill and you're bracing for whiplash at every turn. I'm your host, Deva, a wife, hairstylist turned entrepreneur, and faith-filled speaker. My co-host and partner in crime is Brooke. She's a missionary in Haiti, wife and mother to warriors for the kingdom, and a faith-filled speaker too. We intend to help you navigate life's twists and turns with God's guidance. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged by two lifelong friends. To laugh and cry and feel more prepared for the next stages of life, worshiping Jesus every step of the way, no matter how broken you might be. This is Meraki and Alabaster. Hey guys, welcome back to the Meraki and Alabaster podcast. We hope that you are all doing awesome today. And we just want to say that we love you very much. We're going to be talking about some really cool stuff today and, um, about how it's important to speak life. And my husband and my sister get so mad at me because anytime they're negative, I say like, Hey, speak life, speak life. And they're like, ah, shut up. Like, don't, don't tell me what to do, (laughs) but it is so important. So, um, Brooke is going to take it away and, um, we're going to speak some life over you today.
1: Hey guys. So like Deva said, we're going to talk about words and Deva and I recently have just been reflecting on words that have been spoken and how they've had lasting effects. And, um, Just somebody speaking has power, but whenever it penetrates your soul, your spirit, your mind, your body, that's when the enemy is able to just go crazy. So on this episode, I'm going to bring scripture. I'm going to bring um, how words can have an effect on you and your life. And I'm also going to give real stories for each example. I pray that this just really is able to impact your life life and your perspective that the words that you speak and the words that are spoken over you and you accept into your life can change your life they genuinely can and I believe that with every ounce of my heart and my being and we're going to back it up scripturally today so in Proverbs 18 verse 21 it says death and life are in the power of the tongue And those who live it will eat its fruit. Just thinking about that, I know that that's a common verse that is spoken. But to really just think about it and take the time to think those words that I am letting come out of my mouth. The Bible talks so much about a wise man is slow to speak and be slow to speak. And if you guys read Proverbs, it's all over Proverbs about a wise man being slow to speak. And I've had a lot of time to think and just reflect on sometimes in my life that the enemy just really was able to get in and have a heyday in my mind. and some sometimes it even affected my future and the path that I took in life. First, I want to talk about um, how words can affect you. So, Number one, words can continue or break generational curses. So we hear a lot about generational curses or generational demons, and I believe there's power in it. I believe there are demons who just continue generation to generation and come to still kill and destroy. And they know the things demons know what your grandparent. Hold on. Are you muted?
0: I thought I was. Am I not? No. Oh my sorry. gosh! I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's
1: okay.
0: Hang on. Am I muted now? No. What? Wait.
1: No, you're not. Now you are.
0: I was hitting this button. <laughs> what is this button? Does that it make you? Me not hear you. go off.
1: Yeah. I can still hear you though. Oh, that's odd. That's why I thought it was working. <laughs> <laughs> i can still hear you
0: <laughs> what i'm sorry okay that's okay but i might have to step away for a second austin asked me to call him i'm just making sure it's not an emergency but that's um, okay if i do i'll i'm yeah okay we're good um start back at generational curses
1: okay i'll just start that whole segment over okay so number one words can continue or break generational curses we hear a lot about generational curses or generational demons and what does that mean exactly i believe that um, there are demons that follow generations and generations of family and people i believe you know god and satan they're outside of time and so are the demons and angels and so those same demons that your great grandpa fought may still be in your life trying to destroy you or kill you and they know exactly what worked on your grandpa your great grandpa and they're like okay let's see if we can do the same stuff to this person um As I get older and I see my many flaws and the personality traits of myself that I I do not like, it's funny because now you see your parents in a different way and they're more honest and real with you and open to tell you their struggles. And you're like, hmm, that's where I got that from. Like that, they call it generational curses, but it's things that need to be broken over your family. I want to share this one and, story. Ooh, Go ahead.
0: Sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I just um, am thinking of all of the, I'm going to say this and some moms are probably going to get mad at me, but I just want, as Brooks speaking about all of these things and how life and death, like we, God gave us power. Our words have power. Think about when you're talking about generational curses, several Disney movies popped into my head of children struggling with something and then them expecting and, and the whole moral of the story is to accept the bad parts of you and accept those hard things and and I'm like every single time I I hear it that it's it's getting kids to try and accept those generational curses and just, just be okay with it. Just accept me for who I am. Accept me for what I am. And and I just want to speak this over anybody who's trying to um, accept their flaws and accept their bad traits. That's not who you are. And you don't have to accept those things. You can allow God to change you. Um, sorry, I just, that, that hit me really hard. And um, also be careful what you allow into your home. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yo that could be a whole other episode than it right itself. right I'm it's not saying so that you shouldn't let your guard. kids watch
0: Disney like do whatever you want to do but just just be careful put your guard up mm-hmm. protect your yeah mom.
1: absolutely protect your home you sorry shouldn't... no it's <laughs> fine I agree 100% so I'm going to give an example of this girl that I know um I know her here in Haiti, and for a lot of her life, she's been bullied because she has big eyes. And my perspective is they're beautiful, big eyes. They're, they're gorgeous, you know. Um, but because she was bullied so much about her eyes, it became just this moment of, like, something she just hated about herself. And the first time I saw a picture of her niece, I was like, oh, my goodness. She looks just like you. She's like, Yeah. And in that moment, God wanted me to tell her, Do not speak death over your niece about her eyes. I told her, I said, You can change history for the rest of your family, like for generations, based on the words that you speak over your niece. You can say, oh my goodness, you have big, beautiful eyes, just like me, like, wow, that's so cool. And they're so beautiful. Your eyes are so beautiful. And speak life over her. Speak that thing that you're insecure about and your kids could potentially get. Speak life, you know. Um, Or in the same regard, something that you know you struggle with, like me, I am a pro-procrastinator. I'm like a pro at it. I mean, I get things done at the last minute, but it's something that's disgusting about me. <laughs> like it's not a good thing. And um, I speak over miles like he's not, I I rebuke it. He will not deal like struggle with that. He will be great at accomplishing deadlines and time management. So Just speaking over your kids and yourself and something that you see your kids have that's similar to you, um, either rebuke it or, you know, make sure you're pouring life into it. If it's something like their nose, (laughs) Um, something that I don't like is, wow, I can't believe I'm about to share this. (laughs) My second toe on one of my foots is longer than my first toe, but only (coughs) on one of my (laughs) feet. Only on my right foot. <laughs> Your second toe. Yeah. <laughs> <My> second toe. <laughs> and I hate it. And my other foot, they're perfectly, they descend perfectly. They're beautiful. I call my right foot my dad's foot. Like, of course, my dad had to give me that toe. But I could either look at it like I hate it. I want to change it. I... But I have a feeling that one day when my dad is dead and gone, I'm going to love that about myself. Like, I'm going to be like, yeah. If Miles gets it, I'm like, yeah, you got that from your your grandpa. You can blame him. But just, you know, those things you might hate about yourself, don't speak death. Try to find a perspective on them that is life. So, number two, words can deter someone from their calling. Okay? So, I feel very passionate about this one because I live in Haiti and whenever I announced that I was moving to Haiti I had a lot of people say really really mean things to me um some were just like one one guy I told him I was like I was waitressing and I was like yep yeah, this is my last shift here I'm about to move to Haiti and he's like why would you move to that hell hole and I remember just In that moment, immediately just saying, it's not a hellhole. Like that's what the media shows it to be, but there is so much more here. Like there is so much beauty here. And my favorite thing about Haiti is the culture and the people and the fact that they have strong morals, very strong. All you guys hear about is voodoo and witchcraft and darkness and poverty and shootings and the president got killed. No. There is so much here, more here than just that. So I could have let that stuff into my heart and people were really mean. And sometimes people were racist and said really mean things. And I could have let that into my heart and been like, yeah, you know, why am I moving there? I'm just a middle-class white girl who has, you know, a good life. Why, why, why am I moving there? I could have let those words into my mind, into my heart. And they could have deterred me from my calling. So I could have lived the American dream and been in a completely different place in my life if I were to listen to those words. But would I have been happy outside of God's calling? Probably not. So number three, words can have long-term effect on your health. Wow, I felt very, very strong about this. I think it could be a whole other episode about how I feel about what America is doing and how it's skewed, what's really happening. But I have a lot of stories in this for this topic, but I'll just share one. Three years ago, I went back to the States and I ended up in the hospital and I was really, really, really sick. And I had just gotten back from Haiti, and it felt like my legs were being broken, like over and over and over again. I couldn't walk. I was in so much pain, and they were testing me for everything. They even, before they ruled out this one sickness, they would come into my room in hazmat suits. Like, that's how serious it was. I was very sick. They had, like, caution tape on my door, Cause they didn't know what I had or what I brought back from Haiti. So I, I was in there from Monday to Friday and every day people came and prayed over me and I never, like the Lord never healed me. And then a missionary poured into my, my heart and was like, Brooke, you are having a very poor perspective on being there. You should be asking the Lord, why am I here? Who can I touch? And so I started doing that. I changed my perspective. Every doctor that walked through that door, every nurse that walked through that door, I was like, I'm going to be a light. There's a reason I'm here because I'm a child of God. And I believe that all things work together um, for God's kingdom. And so there's a reason that the Lord had me there. So fast forward to Friday, my pastor who came every single day I was there, he prayed over me left. And within 30 minutes, I was completely healed. And I knew what happened. I knew I was healed. And um, the doctors came in, they said, how's your pain today? I said, it's zero. I can I go home? I've been completely healed. And they were like, why? I was like, I've been completely healed. I have no more pain. I'm not sick. And um, they were like, well, I mean, let's, let's run some tests on you and see, see if your pain is really gone. And sure enough, they did. And my pain was completely gone. My sickness was completely gone. And, but what's crazy after I was healed, I would be laying in bed and it was almost like that spirit of sickness, that demon would come back, and I could feel the pain start in my toes and start working its way up my legs. And I had to say out loud, I rebuke that. I have been healed in Jesus' name. I know what God did, so I rebuke you. I'm healed. And it was almost like, you know, you're laying in bed, and someone opens the door. You can't see them, but you can just feel a change. Like, maybe someone who doesn't enter your room all the time. Not your husband or your parents, but um, that feeling of the atmosphere changing and your brain is like, hmm, "That's that's not normal." That's how it felt. So, guys, I could talk hours on this, but words genuinely, one hundred thousand percent affects your health. And if you allow your words to speak, I am depressed. I have anxiety, I am, I have OCD, I am blah, 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 then yep, those sicknesses are going to stay around. But start speaking life over your sickness or your diagnosis and see, see what happens.
0: Brooke, on that, I just think about Jessica and Mm -hmm. like what she's going through right now. Like she was saying, there's so many stories on how words can affect your overall health. But, um, there is a woman that is actively being healed and she was paralyzed, all four limbs, one barely moving. And, um, she's going through rehab and I just watch videos of her worshiping with both hands in the air and it's. Uh, It's just absolutely amazing. But they did not allow a single person to speak any negativity over her. Mm -hmm. And if someone did, they shut it down because they knew that God was going to heal her. And yeah, I mean, like you said, I've got 14 billion different stories just running through my mind and it just solidifies and proves that verse Mm and Proverbs and um we should not take our words lightly.
1: No, absolutely. It's a very serious thing and the Bible talks about it all the time. So number four, words reflect God. In Exodus chapter three, God calls Moses to go before the Pharaoh and demand that his people be set free. And Moses said, but who shall I say sent me? And in verse 14, it says, and God said to Moses, tell them, I am who I am. I remember the first time I read that and just thinking that makes no sense. Why would he say I am who I am? God is. So I believe that when you say I am ugly, you are speaking about God and a reflection of God. No, he's not ugly. I am depressed. Nope, God is not depressed. And we are children of God. So, why would we, if we wouldn't speak that about God, why would we speak that about ourselves? And that phrase, I am, used to be so sacred that um, the Jews wouldn't even utter it because it was such a sacred word for God. Um, So, we're sitting here. I am stupid. I am ugly. I am depressed. I am anxious. I am never going to do this. I am a failure. I am unworthy. Is that a true reflection of God? No, it's not. And we have been placed on this earth to represent the Lord, represent Jesus. And if we're not doing that through our words, then we're failing, guys. If we're not being a reflection of the Lord through the words we speak, then we've missed it. My dad, I love my dad so much. He is one of my best friends in the whole world. And my whole life, I've never, like if people are sitting around joking about someone, like, "Ah, did you see the way she was walking? I have never heard my dad joke about someone. I don't think my whole life have I ever heard that because my dad taught me that it's so important to use your words to bring life and to just uplift people and not tear others down so are our words being a reflection of the lord and you might come for me and be like brooke that's that's an unrealistic unrealistic expectation i understand we're humans but are you even trying are you even trying to speak life are you even trying to be a difference because all it takes is one step one moment to just say "Mm, is that life? Is that uplifting? And do your best to catch yourself. So number five, this is my final one. Our words can tear ourselves down. And I think a lot of times we are our biggest enemy in this world. And oftentimes Satan wants to get into our mind to destroy us. And he knows he has demons watching us all the time. He knows our struggles. He knows the things we're insecure about. But he's not omnipresent. And he does not know your thoughts. So the moment you speak them, that's when he's like, okay, I'm getting to Brooke. I'm getting to Brooke. And I heard someone say recently, they were talking about when we first came to the Lord, when we first gave our hearts to God, we were so aware that it was by his grace, by what he's done, we are so unworthy. It's nothing that we could have done to deserve this love. But it's like the longer we walk with Christ and we mess up, then we start thinking, I'm so dumb. Like, why why do I keep doing this? And then it deters you from God's grace. It it makes you feel unworthy to go to him. But when did that change? Because at the beginning of our walk, we were so confident, like children, to be like, I oh, messed up, sorry. But now that we're adults, it's like we overthink things. And we're like, "Ah, oh, but I'm just so, like, I'm so disgusting. I'm so this and that. But when did it change that we just abided in his grace? You will never be enough. And like Paul says, does that mean that you can just go around and sin and do whatever you want? No, that's not what it means, but no matter what you do in life, you cannot amount to God's love. You cannot amount to God's grace, and I believe that um, when Satan gets control of your mind and your thoughts and your words, he's winning. I was going through a really, really hard season, and I had a really bad moment, and I was having really bad thoughts. And one of my best friends, Katie, she said, Brooke, I need you to tell me what you're thinking. And I was like, no, I can't, I can't. And she said, Brooke, you holding them in your mind like this and not sharing them with me, Satan's winning. Because I know you're going to change my perspective and help me see a different way. So it's also important to to make sure you trust the person you're talking to. Um, And finally, I just, I want you guys, so I presented all these ways that words can affect you and have an impact, but what can you do, right? So I just spoke all this and it's like, okay, Brooke, but, but how can I be a difference? How can I change my life, change my perspective? I want to encourage you guys to realize the power of rebuking, okay? So the moment those words are spoken spoken over your life, you don't have to say out loud, <laughs> like, like someone's mean to you. You're like, I rebuke you. You, you don't have to do that. <laughs> but you can just be like, in your head, I rebuke that. I do not let that into my mind. I do not accept that over my life. I do not expect, I don't, I do not accept that over my family, over my marriage. I rebuke that. My husband. He has a lot of generational curses from his, his dad. His dad is a rough guy and, and doesn't even know his dad. But those, those curses that his family has told him about, he's like, wow, I didn't even know my dad went through that. And I, I struggle with that. And so Watson is trying really hard through Christ to make sure that those are broken over our son and that he's not going to continue walking in that. But Watson has to speak life over our son and continue to encourage our son. So change your perspective. Just take a moment and think before you speak. Change your perspective over your life and who you are and realize that you are a daughter of the king. And if you're a male listening to this podcast, you are a son of the king. And walk in that. Walk in that power. You are royalty because of Jesus. Do not let Satan into your mind and your perspective and through other people's words. That's just, he uses that every day to affect people's life. But just rebuke it in Jesus' name. So, Deva, do you have any thoughts?
0: Yep. I just was um, sitting here thinking, and we'll touch back to that really quick um, and then probably end out the episode. But um, so many of my friends have so many insecurities about their bodies, about their, how they look. And I, I struggled with that for a long time too in high school. And I realized somebody, somebody said something. I don't remember where I heard it, but I realized because of what they said, that I learned that behavior. The way that I talked about myself, the negativity that I was speaking over myself, that when I put on an outfit that was too small and I was like, oh, I look fat in this. I learned, I learned that behavior from my mom and she bless her heart. She's working on this and she will even tell you that she, um she struggles with it and so i've tying back into that the way that you speak over yourself your kids will learn that from you they will learn and and they'll carry that down and whether you want to say it is spiritual you guys will learn even more throughout this brooke and i do not shy away from the spiritual world um god the bible clearly states talks about angels and demons Heaven is real, hell is real. And so whether you want to say that it's a spirit or not, it is a learned behavior and if you speak about yourself negatively, your kids, the people around you, it's not just going to affect you. So if you think for 1 second that you can say negative things when it's just you in the room, I want you to think again because it is more than you. It is your life of affects so many other people, whether or not your kids are hearing you speak negativity, um, it, it will affect them. And so, yeah, that's all I had though. That was, that was so good, Brooke. I just, um, I'm really grateful for all of that. And just, um, no, we're not perfect. We're not always good at speaking life all the time. We have hard days. And so um, like we always want you guys to know is that we're we're walking through this with you and God is showing us these things because he wants us to learn these things. And so as we try to apply this to our lives this week and throughout the rest of our lives, um, just know that we're doing it with you.
1: Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Please let us know topics you would like for us to discuss or just... Give our thoughts on. We would love to hear what you're walking through or the season that you are currently being transitioned out of or into. So thank you so much for your support and your ears, and we pray that this touch your life today. So you can find me on I am Brooks Saint Jacques. You can find Deva on Deva's Journey. You can find our manager Molly on I Spy Molly. You can find Moroccan Alabaster at Moroccan Alabaster. Check out our website, meroccanalabaster.com. We also have a blog there. So we love you guys. And uh,
0: we'll see you on the next one.
1: Bye.